Welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. Your attention is directed to mining your P's and Q's, where we examine the sometimes treacherous aspects of business etiquette from a variety of angles. I'm your host, Tim Muma. Even during the hiring process, the words and actions of those involved need to be addressed in terms of etiquette, particularly with certain procedures or methods. Our focus for this show is on referrals, specifically first-level connection referrals. Now, we're not talking about connections on LinkedIn, but individuals who are personally referred to an organization by a current employee. Joining us from Florida to discuss the varying aspects of this subject is George Bouet, Vice President at Styles Corporation. George, thanks for coming on today. Thank you, Tim, for having me. Before we touch on the subject itself and get into the details there, if you could give the listeners an idea of, uh, of your experience in human resources and hiring and that sort of area. Sure. Um, HR was actually a career change for me back in 1997. I was working at Nortel Networks as a director of environment, health, and safety for Latin America. When they outsourced manufacturing, my position went away, and I was offered an opportunity to join the HR team. Honestly, it was one of the best career moves I've made. Uh, critical responsibility in HR and really for all organizations is to hire the right talent. So I've been involved in recruiting for 15 years and while I've had staff recruiters do most of the work, I've been overseeing the hiring process and I always get personally involved in key hires. So I've been doing this for 15 years and I'm constantly interviewing. Uh, This week alone I probably had about five uh, different interviews. Uh, I consider it really one of the most important aspects of my role and additionally, I, in the same vein, I provide uh, career coaching for uh, folks that are employed or unemployed to help them either transition to other careers or to um, find employment. So I, I look at it for, from both angles. Well, great. Obviously, you know, as you said, different uh, perspectives there, but also a lot of experience in this area. So again, we're, we're sort of looking at these first level connections to put, to put a name to it and uh, referring people to an organization for hire. For example, you know, I work at Local Job Network and say I have a friend that I think would be a good fit for a sales position at the company. That's what we're talking about with this first level connection. So specifically with that area, in general, what percentage of hires would you say happen to fall in, under that category? You know, it depends on the industry and the company. I would say 10 to 15% because along those same lines, um, it, it may not be just a friend. I would think that if you went to, to college with, uh, with someone and, and you had a more of an acquaintance or somebody that you, you went to school with, mm-hmm. somebody, somebody that you know. And so I would say probably 10 to 15%. If we're speaking family, uh, that tends to be a little trickier because we try to avoid those particular areas. But by and large, I would say that referrals that come in from first level, for, for, from my experience, has been about 10 to 15%. But it can vary depending on the, on the industry and the company. So do you think that overall organizations, I mean, in your opinion and your experience, should they look to do this type of thing more often, less often? What's sort of the sweet spot in your mind? I would tell you that, that uh, my experience, and as I mentioned to you before the show, I reached out to some of my colleagues in other industries to get their perspective on referrals. And, and by and large, referrals are considered to be um, uh, better for hiring. And I'm sure we'll get into more details with some of your questioning. But I would, I would encourage companies to, to look at referrals uh, for reasons that we'll get into in a little bit. So are there certain, you mentioned talking to you know, uh, different colleagues, are there certain industries that maybe this does happen more often or it's more successful versus you know, possibly other professions that it might not work out so well? I sent an email this morning to colleagues. Uh, one of them is uh, an HR a VP for a, a large furniture retailer down here in South Florida. Another one is a national 
beverage distributor, and one was with uh, a state university. And all three shared with me that they considered referrals to be uh, a very good source of, of good candidates. If I had to speculate, Tim, on where maybe uh, it might be more of a concern, it might be in, in financial services, okay. uh, with banking and those types of industries, because of potential um, issues with, with um, criminal corruption type stuff, I think that in those areas probably the first level is scrutinized a bit more. I don't think they necessarily would, would not want to do it, but mm-hmm. it would be a little bit more challenging as to who they would want to, to come on board. But by and large, I can tell you that, that referrals are seen as a positive. So overall then, I mean, based on already some of the people you, you sort of contacted, the experiences you have, I guess, what what is sort of the the overall impression in terms of trying to hire these candidates and, and getting these referrals? I mean, it, what sort of benefits, you know, even from the hiring process side, what sort of benefits come about and what's the, the general impression that you get? Well, let's look at the, the recruiting process and evaluation. When, when we are looking to fill a position, what we look for is really twofold. One is the, the competency, uh, the skills that are required for that job. And, and really, just as important is the fit hmm. into, into the company culture, into the team, and especially with the hiring manager. When you have a referral, there's an expectation that the employee who's referring someone will have some understanding of that, and, and oftentimes we'll actually have that dialogue. Right. So if, somebody, if someone came to me and said, hey, I've got a, a buddy of mine that is, um, I think is qualified for the position, I will ask the, the questions um, on the, the competency and the skills, but I especially let the employee know you know, you are here, you see what the culture is like, you understand the, the idiosyncrasies of, of who is successful here or not. Do you think this person would fit in? And, and I, I, I ask in a, in a pretty pointed way so that if the person, if the employee says, yes, I feel that this person could fit in there, absolutely, that, that individual, that candidate does have, in my opinion, a little bit more credibility. And for us on the recruiting side, it helps to weed through. You have to understand when we post a position, we'll get several hundred resumes. Right. The process of going through resumes and then uh, filtering it down to finding a good candidate can be quite laborious. So when you have someone in- internally that can vouch for an individual, that person definitely has uh, more credibility and a, and a better chance of going through the process. And we'll definitely, we're going to touch on that a little bit too in terms of the process and um, you know the idea, of, as you said, you're going to get, you get hundreds of of resumes and applications and whatnot, uh, and how that plays a factor. But if we look at, let's just say that a referral, a referred person does get hired, um, what are some of the positives that come out of that having that sort of personal connection on staff that you were able to hire because of a referral versus, you know, searching through all these cover letters and resumes? So once they're hired, what are some of the, the positives that come about, generally speaking? I would say the, the biggest positive is the fact that they already have someone here who knows them. And so that that aspect that you have an employee who now we've hired somebody that they referred. Understand that uh, in general, an employee is not going to refer someone that they don't feel might fit in because it might make them look bad. Sure. Uh, on the flip side, you hire somebody and they don't want to make the employee who referred them look bad. So it, 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 my experience has been that they try a little harder to do a good job, to be seen in, in good light. And, and also something significant 
the employee who referred that that candidate will make extra efforts to what we call onboarding. Onboarding is basically you hire somebody, you want that person to hit the ground running to mm. understand the culture, all the the idiosyncrasies of the company, that employee typically will spend a bit more time and help with that onboarding. And so they kind of help each other out to make it succeed. And, and I can share with you that the feedback I've received from, from my colleagues when I inquired about, hey, what's been your experience with uh, referred employees, it, it tends to be positive and you typically can retain them longer and, and they tend to be more, more satisfied. So the employee... Uh, is happy that they made a contribution to the company by bringing somebody on board. The the candidate feels that that they have somebody here already that can help them with understanding the company, and the company and HR benefit because we had what I would call a little inside knowledge sure. about the candidate. Yeah, I think it, I mean you pointed out. I think all the the key points there definitely the positive side. Um, you know, obviously with everything though, there are potential drawbacks or concerns. Uh, maybe it's with other employees having having some sort of, of issue or, or, you know, just worry about something. In terms of maybe a drawback of having that, that referred candidate on board now, uh, and I jotted down a couple things such as, I mean, thoughts of favoritism or clicks being formed because of maybe multiple referrals, who knows? Um, I mean, is that a, a real factor? Are those concerns that, that have to be at least addressed at some point? Tim, I can honestly tell you I've never had to to um, uh, face that. Really? Uh, I, no, I've, I've never seen it. Again, at least within the industries that I had, or at least that it came to my attention. Sure. I could see it, though. I, I honestly, I could see that if, um, and, and, you know, perception's always uh, a challenge. Right, that. that's true. And, uh, and in HR, we, we, uh, we often laugh at that, but some of the things that, that you hear through the rumor mill and, and you, you scratch your head and you say, where did that come from? So I, I could possibly see where that might happen, where there may be a perception that someone was hired uh, only because of the um, the connection that they had in in the company, but if the company uh, and the and the HR process is is objective, and and I will tell you honestly, we we screen and we process uh, referred candidates just like any other candidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I when I share with you that that they typically do have a leg up, the only leg up really is that that we feel we have a little bit more inside knowledge. But we still look for the competency, the skill sets, and, and we validate what the referring employee said. So the employee, the employee says that their, their friend um, uh, would be a great fit because, and, and I, like I mentioned before, we will actually ask the employee some pointed questions, but we validate it. So when we hire someone who's referred, um, I feel always very comfortable that we've done it in an objective manner. And when I share with you that I've not experienced any perceptions in the past of favoritism or, or cronyism, um, that's from, from my level. It's never come to my attention. But in all honesty, I could perceive that that, that could happen. Now, you mentioned one thing before. Uh, you know, one of the positive sides is that this referred candidate who comes in oftentimes has a, a feeling of wanting to push a little harder and be better because they know in a way, the reputation of their friend or colleague that, that referred them is not on the line, but it's, it could be impacted in some way. But do you really believe that the performance or the behaviors of that, that new candidate coming in, that new employee, does it honestly reflect on the, the employee that referred 
him or her, or is it again more of a perception thing? I mean, what what's sort of the the thought there, especially you know what you've experienced or people you've talked to? Excellent question. Uh, what I would tell you is if uh, if we hire a, a candidate who was referred by an employee, and it doesn't work out, and and I I was racking my brain trying to remember uh, when that's happened. I know it's happened uh, in the past. If it's if the performance if it's a performance issue where the new hire, the candidate, is uh, doesn't have the skill set, then I look at that as as both uh, my team, HR, and the hiring manager mm-hmm. did not do a, an adequate job of screening and looking to make sure that they had the the skill set. If it's a behavior based thing where they where they misbehave, then I could tell you that I I would hold the uh, the employee who referred the individual uh, a little accountable. I, I I would I would. I'd be disappointed if if uh, if nothing else that the employee who referred him didn't see this particular type of character. But in all honesty, it's it's not happened to me. And if we are do in HR doing our job, then we will make sure that um, the behavior, the performance of the uh, the the candidate um, is aligned with what we we interviewed for. But you know, honestly, when you interview, you hire somebody, you oftentimes get surprises, kind of like like dating. <laughs> and uh, you go on a date for the first time, and uh, then the second time you start seeing some things that you didn't see the first time. We, sure. we try to do the best we can, but during a, a couple of uh, two-hour, let, let's say you spend a total of two hours with interviewing somebody, if you're really good in, uh, in HR, and, and I want to believe that, that my skill set and those of my recruiters are, are good, uh, it's, you still sometimes get, get surprises. But um, I, I can share with you that the experience from um, my past with folks that we brought on board that were referred and that were somewhat, uh, let's call it marginal or maybe a little bumpy in the beginning, mm-hmm. I have found in general that those individuals try a little harder and that the employee who referred them will step in to try to help out because they both want to be able to have the candidate succeed. Let's jump back then a little bit. You know, We were sort of talking about it in terms of the referred, can- the referred candidate being hired Going back to the process uh, with this type of referral, if you could maybe just briefly walk us through what you think is the most common uh, way it happens or, or the proper way. For instance, you mentioned talking to that employee and asking some pointed questions right away. But going from the employee referring somebody all the way to the candidate possibly getting an interview, what's sort of the process like? And most commonly, I guess, from what you've done yourself even. Probably the most common is an email because when we're looking for a position we typically will post it on a website or career builder or LinkedIn and or localjobnetwork.com or localjobnetwork.com <laughs> yeah thank you the um the the candidates will will see it and if they know somebody a friend of theirs that works at styles they typically will bring it to their attention or if the employee happens to know someone who is looking for that kind of position They'll send myself or my recruiter an email and just say, hey, I know somebody. And, and they typically will forward the resume. Mm. And at that point, we, we look at the resume and we validate that, that the, at least the, the skills are there before we even get into a conversation with, uh, with the employee. Because quite frankly, I, I can tell you honestly that probably 50%, if not a little bit higher, of the resumes that we receive through employees that are referring somebody we can tell right off the bat they don't have the experience, they don't meet the minimum education requirements. Right. And we'd let the employee know, hey, I'm sorry, but you know, this is what, what we're looking for. And, and we do it in a, in a courteous way, and we let them know that uh, please let your friend know that 
this position is really uh, not what what they're qualified for. But if they do have the qualifications on paper on the resume, then I or, or one of my recruiters will will uh, speak to the referring employee and ask, "Listen, um, what can you tell us? Tell us a little bit more about this individual." And that's really the value to the company that we're getting some. Again, I call it inside inside information about the candidate, and we we ask. It's almost like you're interviewing the employee as a surrogate for the candidate. Mm-hmm. We ask questions about um, what's been your experience with them. And, and oftentimes, I'll share with you that the employees will say, you know, I know this person and, and they're, they're good at this and that. The only concern I have, and I'll give an example, and this is actually a real life one. We, in our culture, uh, humility uh, works well in the styles culture. And I've had um, employees who have been here for some time that saw some candidates or received resumes from people they knew that were very technically competent, but that they had either um, a touch of, of uh, being full of themselves or some arrogance, and the employees would say, here's the only concern I have. Mm-hmm. We really appreciate when they do that. And then we, we, uh, we may or may not go to that next level of interviewing the candidate. Now, when we interview the candidate, we will validate whatever the employee said because the employee has had interactions, especially family members get a little little hairy. Family members always uh, concern me. That's another, that may be another show. But uh, <laughs> with, um, with, with friends and, and the interactions that, that employees have with, with um, whoever they're referring, uh, it's, you, have to, you have to validate. They never worked with that person, likely. They probably know the person through a club or school or what have you. So when we go through the interviewing, we interview referred candidates just like we interview any other candidate, and we especially validate whatever was said by that employee. And then if we were comfortable with it, that's when we proceed with going down to have further interviews. We try and have two or three sets of interviews uh, with uh, every candidate, but we don't, we don't treat them any more special during the interview process, quite frankly. All that the referring does uh, primarily is put them to the front of the pack. And you, you touched on it briefly, too, because it was nothing I was thinking of asking. Um, if if that referred candidate doesn't get hired or doesn't get an interview, that sort of thing, it is commonplace to just let the let your employee know. Not that you have to go into details, but just kind of give a heads up, you know, maybe this was why or it wasn't a fit. I mean, it, it's more of a courtesy than anything with that. It's not like an obligation, but you would, you would expect something like that from an employer? Absolutely. Uh, we do, and, and I will share with you that uh, on occasion, if we feel that that the candidate had skill sets that may not be applicable to the position that he was applying for, but maybe might be in the future, or if it's um, a, a high-level uh, manager or someone who is, is uh, referring somebody that, that may be for business development or, or relationship purposes, they would want a courtesy call. I or one of my staff will actually call that candidate and, and explain a little bit to them. And, and sometimes I find myself doing a little career counseling to some of these <laughs> candidates because they're, they, they could be qualified for other things but not for the position that they're, they're applying for. And, and also, Tim, and this is very important for, for all companies, you always want to have a really good reputation out there. And courtesy is something that, that should be shown to, to every, every person that, that you interact with on, um, that are trying to get into the company. It, it, to, to us, we consider that if you want to come to work for us, that's uh, it makes us look good. It, it means that it, it's an honorable type of thing. So we try 
to provide feedback to employees who refer candidates. And oftentimes we find ourselves actually speaking to candidates, even though we don't feel that they're qualified for the position, but out of courtesy, we take the time to, to connect with them. And, and we sometimes have individuals that uh, months will go by and another position comes up where their skill set is more applicable mm-hmm. and call them back. So if we look at the process and, again, from the employer's point of view, what sort of cautions would you sort of give out to those listening and, and maybe some common mistakes to look out for when it is this referral situation? I know you talk, you've spoken a couple times about um, sort of validating what, what your current employee says about this candidate. Um, so I, immediately popping in my head is some sort of, you know, okay, you hear this and then you look for it as opposed to um, just maybe seeing it yourself. But what other, what types of mistakes or cautions uh, would you mention for the employer that's looking at a referred candidate? I would say the number one problem can be making an assumption that because someone was referred that they are uh, an excellent candidate mm-hmm. and, not, and not going through the, the steps of the screening. Now, where that can happen a little bit more, I think, is uh, if, if it's the referral comes from a high-level uh, employee. Let's say it's a, a VP or, or some other officer in the company. Right. And I haven't experienced that here, but in other companies, I have had that challenge where the uh, employee who was referring somebody was at a high level and they implied some some kind of influence. Hey, you know, he's really good. I really think you should give him uh, an opportunity. And you can't let yourself be influenced that way. You really have to, to screen every candidate equitably and objectively because when you start doing that, that's where you can't fall into some issues of, of uh, perceptions of favoritism or, or cronyism that there's a sentiment that, hey, the only reason so-and-so was hired was because uh, he or she was referred by, by a VP or, or, or some, other, some other officer. So my, my, probably the biggest word of advice is don't be overly influenced because an employee refers somebody. Really take the time to, to interview and to, to scrutinize the hire because bad hires are a problem. And every HR professional will tell you that a bad hire is just bad news because uh, to undo it, it, it's emotional, it's costly. Uh, you never want to make a bad hire. So everybody who, who comes through the process, uh, referred or not, really should go through the same type of uh, interviewing and, and objective evaluation. And that sort of leads into the other side of it. You mentioned, you know, obviously you don't want a, a bad hire. Um, some people might look at this as being a concern in terms of discrimination in some way that these referred candidates do get a, a, a bump up and then maybe that there's an unfairness to it. Uh, is there a, are there certain ways you can just avoid that being an issue or a notion? I think it's probably in a similar vein of what you're talking about, but how do you really make sure that's not out there and there's no no legal concerns either with that? I've not experienced that. I guess what, what I would say to you is that perhaps in some circumstances there should be some awareness. Um, if, if, for example, a, a particular group that you're hiring into happens to be all of one particular ethnicity or race and there could possibly be perceptions that somebody's being evaluated and hired or interviewed and hired because that it was referred by an employee of a similar race or, or ethnicity, but that's all I'm, I'm speculating here because I've never, I've never really uh, encountered that. Mm-hmm. But I, I could, I can envision it, Tim. And I think if, if, um, if the, the company, the and hopefully they have an HR professional that 
that can be aware of that possibility. And in such situations, I would just caution that, that they just need to be more, probably maybe a little transparent of the process, of the interview process, so that, that employees understand, other employees understand that, that no one's really being given a, um, a, an advantage, that they're going through the process just like anybody else would. We're getting a little low on time, but I did want to touch on the idea of an actual employee referral program. You know, sometimes it is just an informal, like you said, maybe some, somebody sends an email within the company kind of thing. Uh, but there are actual employee referral programs. In general, um, from, from maybe what you've seen or experienced or even people you've talked with, what are maybe some of the ways this this go, people go about this? What are the benefits to it, and, and even some drawbacks as opposed to maybe a, a more informal process? You know, in, in tight labor markets uh, like the late '90s or from 2003 to 2006, uh, it helped to to cast as wide a net as possible for candidates. And I've actually implemented a number of employee referral programs in the past, and they're typically cash compensation for for depending on the position and you most companies that have programs will typically have higher levels of, of compensation for harder to fill positions. So there are many types of employee referral programs out there. Typically they are ones that, that provide some cash. They typically do work well. The, the potential downside is that because it's a cash incentive, you might inadvertently turn some employees to divert from their regular jobs and start doing recruiting mm-hmm. they, they want to find people on their own and they might say hey uh, I went to school with such and such and you should consider them but the programs that I've been involved with in the past have, have typically been for um, a cash award depending on the level I can share with you that because of the, the labor market uh, these days that uh, many companies have shied away from referral programs but they still exist out there Overall, then, if we're sort of looking at this at a grand scope and looking to summarize a little bit of, of what we've talked about, if you had the opportunity to speak to a group of employers and talking about this sort of first-level connection referrals that we've been speaking on, what would really be your best piece of advice in regards to the strategy as a whole and its implementation, uh, again, if you were speaking to a group of employers? I, I would encourage them to have employee referrals and, and to have uh, programs, uh, as these typically have higher success rates, and when done right, there really is a win-win for the company and the employee. But I would caution them to be sure that they have a process that's, that is seen as fair and objective and to be aware of perceptions of favoritism and uh, cronyism. Uh, and most importantly, interview the candidates just like all the other candidates and validate that what the referring employee said about the candidate is, uh, is accurate. Well, that'll just about do it for us here on Mining Your P's and Q's. Our expert guest has been George Bouet, Vice President at Styles Corporation in Florida. George, where can people find out more about you and your organization? Uh, styles.com. Uh, we're a full-service uh, real estate development organization. I'm fine with emails to george.bouet, B-O-U-E, at styles.com. I believe in helping others and in karma. So if any of your readers have uh, any questions and want to shoot me an email, I'd be happy to address it. Well, again, George, we do appreciate you bringing some insight into this area of referrals. So again, we want to thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Tim. Have a good day. And of course, we're happy to hear from you, the listener, as well, as we all continue the learning process here on Mining Your P's and Q's, a part of localjobnetwork.com radio. 
If you have any comments or suggestions for the show, email us at ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. So until we speak again, I'm your host, Tim Muma.